Hello and welcome to our Bible study. This is week 13. The previous 12 weeks we have went through the entire Old Testament. The purpose of this Bible study is to give a summarization overview of the entire Bible. And today we begin the New Testament. <clears throat> the Old Testament in biblical times, uh, the writings cover a timeline from Adam to Malachi. And the significant figure that upon this understanding comes through the faith of the patriarch, the father of the faithful, Abraham. And so uh, from Adam to Jesus, the Bible shows us there are 77 generations. And from Abraham to Jesus, there are 42 generations. What do I mean generations? Uh, Adam begat Seth, Seth begat. So father to son, son to son, father to son, 77 times from Adam to Jesus Christ and 44 generations from Abraham to Jesus Christ. And so the Bible gives us a specific timeline and, and the uh, genealogy where we find the incarnation of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> yes, that's pretty interesting, isn't it? Uh, and so when we think about the Old Testament, the Old Testament finds its conclusion its answer, its fulfillment in Jesus Christ. And from Jesus begins the New Testament or the New Covenant. In the Old Covenant, there was a pattern, uh, there was, a, there was a, uh, an understandable way that individuals could walk in peace and um, in a relationship with God. God gave them access. And there was a formula, if you will. No doubt pre the law, pre-formula, uh, there is a, um, th that you find specific individuals that uh, were righteous in their generations and found favor in the eyes of God. And God gave them grace. You see this in Noah. Uh, you see this throughout up until the time of Moses there are individuals whom the Lord uses to bring deliverance to his people. And that deliverance comes not through a formula, but through faith. But even after the formula of the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, Moses was given the law. Uh, even in that, the, the, the catalyst to see God work in their life still revolved around the miracle of walking, living, observing, uh, identifying our faith in God. So it leads us up to uh, the point of the final prophet. Last week we talked about the prophets um, and the final prophet of the Old Testament is John the Baptist. And I encourage you to go back and watch last week's if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's an amazing thing how the Lord used prophets to uh, paint a picture of a future hope. And specifically, you find throughout the prophets the prophecies of the Messiah. 
And uh, in fact, I believe there are hundreds, I believe 456 different specific messianic prophecies that tell us of the coming Messiah. And specifically, uh, what we see in the incarnation that is Jesus Christ. Uh, the wonder of wonders, the, the miracle of miracles, the promise of the Messiah, God becomes flesh, the incarnation. Matthew 1 and 23 uh, declares it this way, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. It says this in Matthew, but it is echoing uh, a prophecy in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. The name of the child, Emmanuel, <clears throat> which being interpreted is God with us. Isn't that amazing? And, and, and you find this event, this timeline-splitting event, our calendar, the year we're in, is a testimony that something significant happened. In fact, uh, you may have heard of A.D. and B.C. B.C. is before Christ, and A.D. is after the death of Christ. And so even Every time you say 2023, you may not be aware of it, but the date, that year we're living in, it is the, the year of the Lord, 2023, 2023 years after the death of Jesus Christ. Jesus was such a historical event that he not only changed the past, his imprint is even in the present and we know that Jesus is coming again, and time will be no more. And those that are saved, those who walk in faith and the fear of the Lord, will live forever in eternity with Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hallelujah. That's, that's powerful. You find in Luke chapter 2, in verse 10, And the angel said unto them, Fear not. That they're they're talking to the shepherds. They kept watch by their flocks by night, and he says to them, the angel, "Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people, not just the Jews, to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, and this shall be a sign unto you." You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an was with the angel a multitude of a heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. On earth peace, goodwill toward men. Wow, this miraculous event. This 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 event that was prophesied from the fall of, of Adam and Eve, the Lord prophesied that the seed of the woman would wound the head of the serpent. And from that day until this, this 
day of culmination. There has been intrinsic in the heart of mankind a coming Savior, and we see that Savior in Jesus Christ. From the foundation of the world, the Lamb that was slain, this this foretelling, this hope, this promise, the plan of God to redeem mankind, that that there would be hope. Uh, the Bible says in John, uh, John chapter three, the Scripture says, "God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved." Jesus come to bring salvation to those who would live a life of faith. Faith is no doubt something that happens in a moment, but our life must be filled with those moments of faith. Faith for yesterday, no doubt, is a blessing to today, but the only way today will be experienced in fullness is if faith is in today in my mind, in my heart, in my mouth, in my decisions, in my attitude, to live a life of faith. And when we live a life of faith, God sent not a son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And so we know salvation comes to us through the person, through the, the, the incarnation, through the reality of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, the Lord of heaven. Yes, the Lord. We know that intrinsic to the Judeo-Christian faith is this monotheism. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength. It is within this context of a biblical mandate that there's one God and God wants all of you, every part of you. And when you will commit yourself to love this God, this monotheistic one God, it is in that realm, in that that reality of a full commitment, wholly devoted to God. Uh, that's where you will experience the very best that is available to you. It doesn't promise wealth. It doesn't promise a trouble-free life. But it does promise an ever-present help in time of trouble. If the Lord will not deliver you through from trouble, the Lord will deliver you uh, through trouble. And so we have a hope. We pray and things don't change. We know that in the process that we can go from faith to faith, from glory to glory. And that's what Jesus does for us. This is what we find in the beginning of the New Testament. This miraculous event, this conception of God from the Lamb, this Lamb of God that took away, that takes away the sins of the world. You know, <clears throat> this miraculous event, the incarnation, uh, it, the, the, the Bible says that the Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary and what was born in her was the child of the Holy Ghost. This was 
This was not something that come from the mind and the imagination of mankind. It come from the mind and, and the uh, intent of the God mind, <laughs> the Logos. Uh, the, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. <clears throat> this child, wrapped in swaddling clothes, he was a baby, but yet he was the visible manifestation of the eternal God. Up until this moment, no man hath seen God at any time, but the Lord spoke to the people through the prophets. However, in these last days, he has spoken to us and revealed himself in the incarnation of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Jesus Christ said of himself, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man cometh to the Father but by me. And so just as there's only one God, there's only one way to God. There's only one God and there's only one way to see God. Jesus is the visible of the invisible God. He hath declared him. The Bible says that Jesus is the express image of his person. In Colossians it says, For in him, in Jesus, all the fullness of the Godhead bodily is revealed, and we are complete in that Godhead, in the man, Christ Jesus. We, we, we have an understanding. We have a revelation. We have access to the Father of all creation, the very same God that formed Adam from the dust of the ground and breathed into him the breath of life. And man, and by extension mankind, became an eternal soul. That same creator God, the Father of mankind, in whom he created us in his image. He created us in his image. <clears throat> a body, a, a soul, and a spirit. A tripart um, creation, if you will, made in his image. Body, soul, and spirit. That's why the scripture says that you're supposed to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength, body, soul, and spirit. And so when Jesus came, he was the revealing of the one God, and he came in the likeness of sinful flesh, that he might condemn sin in the flesh and therefore give us victory over sin, over death, through Christ Jesus. Oh, man. I, I, I think I could shout. I'm trying to talk quietly. I have sleeping adult children in the room next door. So I am a little muted today, but I need to, I need to do this video. I missed last week. I didn't want to miss this week. So <clears throat> a Messianic prophecies, as I said earlier, I think it's 456 Messianic prophecies concerning Jesus Christ are found in the scripture. Uh, Isaiah 9 and 6, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called, his name, the name of the child, his name shall be called, Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. This child, this Messianic child, this prophesied child that would be born he would be 
the wonderful counselor. He would be the mighty God. He would be the everlasting father. Talk about a revelation of revelations that in a child, a revealing of the everlasting father. But that's what Jesus is. That's what Jesus was. That what That's what Jesus ever will be. You find it in the declarations of Jesus Christ in the book of Revelation. Jesus says, Behold, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, the first and the last, which is, which was, which is to come, the Almighty. It, it, it's, it's no doubt a challenge to our earthly mind, but it rejoices our spirit-filled heart to know that when we see Jesus, <laughs> We see him through the pages of scripture. We witness him through the testimonies of the apostles. We experience the miracles through the things the scripture tells us. But it's more than historical fact. It's not just believing in a past Jesus Christ, but it is the faith that not only the Messiah who was unfolded and revealed in the man Christ Jesus, there is a reality to be experienced in 2023, 2023 years after the death of Jesus Christ, yet it didn't stop there. Three days later, the Messiah rose from the grave <laughs> and he is the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what Jesus did walking this earth, Jesus still does today. We may not see him in the flesh, but we experience him through the Spirit. Jesus said to his d disciples, I, I must needs go away, because if I don't go away, the promise of the Father cannot come to you. What is the promise of the Father? It is the infilling of the Holy Spirit of God. It is the promise that God had purchased for us with his own blood. <laughs> mm. The name of Jesus. There's something powerful, not just about the revelation of the Godhead in Jesus Christ, but it is the, the revelation Jesus Christ gives us in Philippians chapter 9 and verse 9. Wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name that is which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, every tongue should confess that things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let me tell you something. There's something powerful when you connect that the everlasting God is revealed and, and experienced in the person and in the name of Jesus Christ. Why does the Bible say, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There's only one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. There's one Lord. Well, who is the Lord? Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus is the glory of God revealed to mankind. And the only way to the Father, the only way to the Creator God is through Jesus Christ. Uh, Paul in, not Paul, uh, Philip in John 14, he says to Jesus, show us the Father and, 
and and we'll be blessed. We'll be sufficed. We will be, we, 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 it will bless us. And Jesus says, Philip, have I been so long with you that you asked me this question? He says, he that has seen me has seen the Father, for I am in the Father and the Father in me. If you don't believe me for my word's sake, believe me for my work's sake. And so Jesus declares and the apostles affirm that Jesus is the express image of his person. Jesus is the uh, <clears throat> the manifestation, God with us, Emmanuel. Jesus, the great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, seen of angels, uh, preached unto the Gentiles, received up into glory. That same Jesus who was crucified, he was rejected. He came unto his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him gave them power to become the sons of God. That's you and me. We have access. If we will receive him, if we will believe him, if we will follow him, if we will walk in his spirit and seek to obey his word, <laughs> we, we have been given access to live a different life, no longer bound by the chains of sin, no longer uh, uh, constrained and imprisoned to the law of sin, but we have been made free from the law of sin and death through the life that is in Jesus Christ. Jesus, the Messiah. This is the beginning of the New Testament. We are beginning the New Testament today. We've spent 12 weeks in the Old Testament. But today, at the very beginning, this glorious moment of the incarnation, Matthew chapter 1, Luke chapter 1, John chapter 1, we find there at the beginning of this new day, at this new reality, just as the calendar switched from before Christ to after the death of Christ, we are living in a new day. We have access to promises that Abraham didn't have access to. We have access to promise that David didn't have access to. We have access to promises that Isaiah, the great prophet that gave us so many messianic prophecies, you and I, we may not know much, but we have access to so much. We have access to everything that God would allow through Jesus Christ. Uh, Hebrews is a, is a book written to the Jews, and, and, and it declares, essentially, through Jesus Christ, we have a better priesthood. We have better promises. Uh, we have access to better covenants. Jesus cl closed the door on the old covenant and opened the door to the new covenant. Jesus, so I'm starting the New Testament this morning, uh, and you're, whenever you're watching this, Jesus opens the door into a new dimension. Just because the door's open doesn't mean everyone's walking through that door, but everyone has an invitation. God desires to see you saved, delivered, and walking in a life of faith. You know, one of the great things about this this beginning of the incarnation, there were wise men that dwelt in the east, and they obviously studied the stars, and they were aware of a knowledge of of the messianic prophecies. 
I believe there there were books. Babylon is where Daniel was. Daniel was a prophetic, used as God as a prophet to foretell the future. And I believe that potentially they had access to some of the writings of Daniel and other Jews that maybe we're unaware of. But they knew there was going to be a specific heavenly manifestation in the heavens. And when they saw it from afar, it so motivated them to load up their camels and make a journey of hundreds of miles to come and see this child that was born, the king of the Jews. Now, isn't it interesting? Those who were not Jews, who were not in Jerusalem, could see the star, but those close by did not see him, did not appreciate him, and to a great degree was rejected in his ministry by the Jews. But here, these heathens, Gentiles, make a great journey to come and worship the Christ child, and they bring to him gifts, gold, silver, uh, uh, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And they do that in worship to the Lord. Now, I want you to think about this. Here are people that don't know Jesus, and they travel hundreds of miles, long, arduous journey. They weren't in a they weren't in a Tesla. They weren't flying on a Lockheed Martin. They were riding on a bumpy camel, and they made the journey to see Jesus. But today, people that know Jesus can't get up in the morning and go to church weekly and teach their children how to serve God and protect them from the coming trouble that they should know to do. And so we have generations of people that are ignorant of a God, their grandmothers and grandfathers, uh, even great-grandfathers. They're so far removed from a knowledge of a biblical worldview. But that's what I'm here for, to help you, to help myself to rejoice in the knowledge of the incarnation that is Jesus Christ in this new covenant. <clears throat> Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You know, uh, 456 times God pulled back the curtain for the prophets to see the coming salvation of mankind. And today through the scripture, we know the reality through our own personal experience that Jesus is alive and well. He is still working miracles. He's still working healing. And most important, he's still saving souls. <laughs> he's still mending hearts. He's still calling the sinner to repentance. Somebody say Jesus. That name that is above every name. Jesus. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus. Uh, Paul. Uh, declare to us that we are buried with him in baptism. Jesus, Paul declared of his own salvation experience. In Acts chapter 22, it is written where he told those who would listen that when he got saved, he was told, uh, rise and be baptized, calling on the name of the Lord, washing away your sins. Boom. Uh, Peter also connecting salvation and the forgiveness of sins to the name of Jesus. Uh, when he preached in Acts chapter 2, he said, Let all the house of Israel know that that same Jesus whom ye have crucified, God 
hath made him Jehovah and Messiah, Lord and Christ. That Jesus is Lord and Messiah. He is he hath made him both Lord and Christ, Jehovah and Messiah. And when those heard that, the Bible says they were pricked in their heart, and they said to them, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent, turn from your sins, repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promises unto you and to your children. Uh, and with many other words did he exhort and say, Save yourself from this untoward generation. You want to be saved? I'll tell you, I'll echo to you the same thing the Apostle Peter, the one who Jesus gave the keys to the kingdom of heaven. You want to be saved? I'll tell you what, what, what Peter preached. Repent of your sins. Be baptized, be immersed in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. As Paul said, calling on the name of the Lord, being baptized in the name of the Lord, washing away your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That promise is to you, to your children, and to those of us sitting here in 2023, 20, 2023 years after Jesus died, God is still pouring out his spirit on all flesh. Yes, Jesus. That's the New Testament in a word, in a name. Jesus. And so over the next few weeks, we will go through uh, a number of teachings of Jesus. I believe it is so important if you want to live a life of victory, a life of faith, an overcoming life. It's not enough simply to believe. You can't be saved without faith. But there, nowhere in the scripture does it say all you need to do is believe. Faith alone is, is like Jesus said, He that heareth these words of mine and doeth them not is like unto a fool. But he that hears these words and doeth them is like unto a wise man who built his house on a rock and his house stood when trouble come. Do you want your house to stand in the midst of trouble? I do. Well, you need to learn and live, uh, hear and obey the words of the teachings of Jesus and, and as time progresses through the New Testament in the teaching and the admonition of his hand-chosen apostles who established the church. Jesus, here we are. We are in the New Testament, and I'm looking forward to the weeks to come. If this blessed you, share it comment tell us where you're watching this from and uh, we want to be a blessing to you my name is scott phillips i pastor spring ridge pentecostal church here in raymond mississippi we're on the corner of highway 18 and spring ridge road and we'd love to have you worship with us if you live in the jackson mississippi area if you don't live here and you would like to be connected to a church that celebrates the incarnation of Jesus, send us an email, comment, and we will try to connect you to a truth preaching church that still believes Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God bless you. Until next week, I encourage you to read your Bible 
pray and ask the Lord to forgive you of all your sins. Get up from that prayer of repentance and seek to live a life that is informed by the teachings of the scripture. Walk in faith. Live in faith. And, and acquaint yourself with the power of the name of Jesus. It starts out in greatest power when you get baptized in his name because forgiveness of sin comes through baptism in Jesus' name. But from that, pray that the Lord would fill you with his Holy Spirit. And then you can live as Romans 8 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Mm. Jesus. Hope you have a great, great week. God bless.